Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Abacus Data uh, released a poll this weekend. We talked about it some yesterday, which shows national approval numbers for Justin Trudeau as Prime Minister lower than they've ever been, while disapproval numbers are at their highest. 74% of Canadians believe the changing economy will bring more threats to their quality of life than opportunities to improve it. So this is now 2022, and there is that agreement between Mr. Trudeau's Liberals and Mr. Singh's NDP that they will support one another, or at least Mr. Singh will support Mr. Trudeau when it comes to confidence votes, until 2025. So there's time to go, and the Conservatives don't have their leader um, selected yet. So what's all in play here? David Coletto is Chief Executive at Abacus Data. David, thank you for making time for us on a Sunday. Hey, Roy. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, glad to have you with us. Let's begin with the Prime Minister's approval rating with Canadians. Uh, you show that it's never been this low, or dis- disapproval ratings have never been as high as you found. Speak to that, please. So, yeah, this is the first time in since 2015 we've been tracking, you know, at least monthly, that now half or more Canadians disapprove uh, of the job that the federal government's doing. Um, you know, approval ratings down to 31% uh, or 34%, mind you. And we see it the same um, kind of track when you ask people, do you have a positive or negative view of the prime minister? His negative number is now the highest it's been. So you can go back in history to the SNC-Lavalin scandal, to his trip to India, to... Um, the, the trucker convoy, I live in Ottawa, that, that many people looked at and said, you know, this is a prime minister that wasn't stepping up to deal with it. In all those cases, which the government was under heavy pressure, this approval rating never reached the height that it is now. So it is showing that, you know, the, the cost of living crisis, inflation, and I think a government that probably isn't connecting where people want it to be, to be talking about the issues it cares about, is, is continually losing uh, the you know pu- public support that it hasn't seen since it was elected in 2015. Yeah, somebody said to me years ago in high school, biggest mistake you can make is make it again, and uh, and and I think that's that's what they're doing. And their their acceptance level, I look at sometimes um, David as acceptance, not just approval, but acceptance seems to be just going by the wayside. But as far as the disapproval ratings are concerned for the federal government, what does it mean? to both the government and the opposition parties in 2022. What does it mean to them in real terms? Well, I think, you know, you, you, you referenced Scott Moe, the Premier of Saskatchewan, at the start of this um, segment. And I think when you are increasingly unpopular, you have less, less leverage. You have less political capital, right, to, to, to use against not your political opponents, but different levels of government. Um, you know, it's harder to get people to do what you want when you're deeply unpopular. So I think that's one. Um, impact that it has. It's just harder uh, to get people to listen to you, to rally around you when, you know, their starting point is, I, I don't I don't like what you're doing. I disagree with you. From the opposition perspective, I think for the New Democrats, you know, there comes a point, I don't think we're at that point yet, that it becomes very difficult to prop up a deeply unpopular government. So this is not a, you know, I don't think we're at a level yet where the Liberals are as unpopular as, say, Kathleen Wynne was in Ontario prior to, to her losing, right? But but we need to continue to watch it. That if it hits that level, it may become impossible for Mr. Singh to to, to follow through on his on their deal because 
people are also going to point fingers at him and say, well, you've, you've kept this deeply unpopular government in, in office. So it's something to continue to watch. Um, and so governing is far more difficult when you lose the public's you know, license to govern in an array. Yeah, I have a feeling that there may have been an NDP meeting or two after your poll was released. Just a gut feel. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I think you're probably right, and I think they, they're always reassessing it. But, um, yeah, it, it's probably a, it's been a tough weekend for some that followed our poll at all. If an election were held today, I, I don't really like this question, and I try not to ask it too often, but if an election were held today, based on the numbers you saw, what would we see if Pierre Polyev were the leader of the Conservative Party and Justin Trudeau were still the Prime Minister running for re-election? What do you suspect might happen if an election were held today? Well, you know, when we asked people that question, we found that, uh, well, hypothetically, the Conservatives would win far more votes than the Liberals are up by five points nationally. When you add Mr. Polyev into the mix, there's still a lot of uncertainty. People don't really know him. Um, you know, half of Canadians don't have an opinion about him either way, so he's not yet understood. So that's a, that's a big variable. But I suspect that the likely outcome is a conservative minority. I don't, you know, I just don't see yet in the current landscape that liberals would be able to replicate what they did last year around this time. But that is a huge hypothetical. And as, we, as you know, Roy, politics can change really quickly. But I get a real sense that the public is looking for change. And the big question for Mr. Polyev, if he wins the leadership, will be, is he acceptable enough to people, um, you know, to, to take over for Mr. Trudeau? So if Canadians have to choose between Polyev and uh, Trudeau at this time, based on your polling, who's uh, the, who's more acceptable to them? Well, it's looking like right now it's Mr. Polyev, only because so many people don't really know who he is. And, and one of the things we looked at in our survey, if, if you take about half of the country, they self-identify as, as being in the center of the political spectrum. Pierre Polyev to that group is not, um, you know, the, the, he, he's not appealing, but he's not, you know, someone who, who's pushing them away, who, who, who they reject, uh, whereas many of them are rejecting Justin Trudeau. And so I, I wouldn't count out Mr. Polyev because so many people won't know who he is if he, if he does connect in those early, uh, you know, once he's leader and, and people get to know him more um, we can't assume that, that people are just going to reject him outright because uh, they're looking for a change. Yeah. When you look at the numbers of uh, members of the Conservative Party, you're saying they have 600, and, I think I saw something like 670,000 plus. That's just massive. No political party in this country has been able to go to a, an internal leadership uh, polling or at least a voting with those kind of numbers before. That's huge. That's That to me speaks, well, it speaks to a number of things. Possibility, one of the possibilities is that Canadians are really energized and they want to have a say in what's going to happen with the official opposition party. Keep them there or turn them into a majority government or minority government. I, I think that's true. I also think that it shows just the level of animosity that particularly conservative-oriented Canadians feel towards this government. That the desire for change among conservatives or conservative-oriented voters is so strong. I mean, our, our, our polls showed this. Uh, Justin Trudeau, we, we, we test, you know, do you have a very negative view of him? We ask it on a scale. 34% of Canadians have a very negative view of the Prime Minister, oh, right? It, 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 it hasn't hit that high ever before. And, that, and most of those people are conservative. Um, most, like, I think it's like 80% of conservative supporters have a very negative view of the Prime Minister. That's a big driver in what's causing them to sign up and, and have a say in the, the leadership because they so want to see the Prime Minister replaced. 
You know, I've always seen, I've also seen recently, uh, David, some ridiculing of the Prime Minister and uh, his ministers and their policies. And I tweeted the other day, it's one thing to have people angry at you. It's an entirely different thing when they're laughing at you. It's about relevance, Roy. I, I think this government, at a time when people are feeling anxious about the future, um, worried about paying their, 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 their monthly bills, aren't hearing very much from a government that they feel should be addressing them. And so, you know, you, you talk about ridicule. I think it's a mix of ridicule for some and just simply irrelevance to others. Um, and and that's, a, that's a very dangerous place for a government to be at a time when so much in the world seems wrong and, and out of place. Um, people, people don't feel that the government even cares or, or is listening. Yeah, that, kind of, that's toxic. Can't have that. Can't wake up in the morning feeling that way. Okay, back to the poll, which is scary for the uh, for the federal liberals. Seventy five percent of Canadians fear the changing economy. That's a big number. Seventy five percent. What's the context there? Well, I think it's this insecurity that people uh, generally feel today. It's, it's one of those key questions I I use to, to be able to understand sort of the outlook that people have. And you know, when the, the, the specific wording is, they feel that changes in the economy will lead threaten their quality of life uh, as opposed to you know provide opportunities to improve it and and 75 is a big number and i think it's ind- indicative of the fact that you know for many sectors of the economy um people are looking at the, just the rate of change and change is something that's inevitable it happens all the time but i think we're, we're at a we're at a, a, a moment coming out of a pandemic um immense amount of changes in the economy insecurity around the world that people look and say, I'm not sure anymore. This is, we've come to a point where I'm not sure it's going to get better in the future, right? And that the next generation is going to be better off than the one that came before it. And that's a, from a political perspective, again, a, a very challenging place to be because it allows political leaders who want to take advantage of it to, to feed into it. And, and, and I think we see it around the world. It's not, this is not just unique to Canada, obviously. At this time, it's, Boy, it's, a, it's an issue that I'm sure is dogging each and every country, and the politicians and the governments have a responsibility to stay in touch with people, or they'll run into the kind of numbers that you're finding. Now, what about this one? A third of Canadians believe white people are being discriminated against more than people who are members of visible minorities. What's the interpretation? I keep using the word context, but once again, uh, David, what's the context behind this one? Well, I think it's actually related to what we were talking about earlier. I think it's, it's you know, um, there's, there's a subset, and it's a minority view in the country, but it's still a sizable minority view that, um, and, and it, you're, if you're white, you are far more likely to believe this, by the way, than if you are a member of a visible minority community, that, that, um, that, 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 that the way we talk about issues or the way that policies are set up um, seem to, from some people's perspective, and this is perception. Perception in my world is very powerful. It's not necessarily the truth, but it's what people think. Um, it puts them at a disadvantage. And and that feeling of losing control, of losing your place in society, of losing your job or losing your status is a very um, powerful motivator. And so it gets people um, thinking this way. And I think you've seen it. You saw, I think you, the best example of it is in the United States, um, where I think someone like Donald Trump spoke to those white Americans who felt their status was under threat. But I think it's the reason I think it's, the reason I put it out in the public was it's important for us in Canada not 
to be complacent about it and not to assume we are not like the U.S. or we can't go down that path. And and so it's it's a question of why do people think that, and um, how do we how do we work together? I think to to overcome that sense of, of loss that, that a sizable number of people feel. And it's, it's part a rejection of the wokeness that I think you sometimes hear, and it's part uh, economic and social anxiety that people are feeling. Yeah, I think it's important that you release that information. Uh, you know, opening doors to discussion, to meaningful discussion and conversation and understanding and you know, people talking to each other about something that matters to all of us, I think it's really important that we have that information. So I'm glad you did. I, I, yeah, I agree. Okay, um, I'm going to keep another 30 seconds, then I'll thank you so much. Um, what is there something I haven't asked you about, a finding that, uh, that that really stuck with you that you can share with us? I think, you know, we talked about the Liberals being in, in a challenging position. I think the thing that, that stood out to me, apart, you know, of, of the Prime Minister's numbers being as worse as they are, this is the first time in our tracking anyway that the Conservative Party has sustained a lead over the Liberals for more than a few weeks. I think that's an indicator, even if we're not going to have an election next week or next month or even next year, that, you know, as the Conservatives decide who their leader is going to be, we're entering, I think, a a different political environment than the one that we've faced uh, or seen over the last seven years um, of of Liberal government. And so that will be something um, I watch really carefully and I think is a big takeaway from our research release this weekend. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.